Discover the tips and strategies that will help you achieve your retirement goals. I'm your host, James Canole, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you retire well. It all starts right here on Ready for Retirement. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ready for Retirement. I'm your host, James Canole. And if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you probably already know this. But if not, I am a financial planner. I work with clients. I help them do their financial planning, their retirement planning, their investing. That is what I do for my day job. I own a company called Root Financial Partners, and that's where I do it. Now, I'm going to say something that many advisors probably wouldn't agree with. And that is, I don't think that everyone needs to have a financial planner. I think there are a lot of people out there who could get by just fine without a financial planner, which is heresy for a lot of people in the financial advising community. But that's my thoughts. I believe that is a truth that many people do not need one. Now, I do absolutely believe that a lot more people could benefit from working with a financial planner than actually use one. But what I want to talk about in today's episode is when does it make sense to work with a financial planner? From my perspective, which granted is going to be a little bit biased because this is what I do, but from my perspective, what is the value that a good, that a real financial planner could provide so that you can know when might it make sense to work with one versus when might it make sense to do things on your own? Now, real quick, what is this episode not? Whenever you see an episode like this or a blog like this or an article like this, it's usually about what to look for in a financial planner. You know, make sure they're a certified financial planner. Make sure they're a fiduciary. Make sure that that advisor work with, works with clients that are just like you. And yes, those are all absolutely important. But that's not the actual reason you should hire an advisor. Don't hire an advisor just because he's a certified financial planner. Don't hire an advisor just because she's a fiduciary. Those are good things. That's almost like table stakes. That should be what any good advisor has. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you should work with them. Instead, in my opinion, there's four core areas. There's four values of working with a financial planner, and they all start with the C. So I'm going to call them the four C's. And if these are things that you think there's value in, then then in my opinion, it would make sense for you to reach out to someone, for you to work with someone. If not, then in my opinion, you may not need to work with a financial planner and you can do just fine on your own. So let's look at this. Number one, the first benefit that a financial planner can bring to the table is simply competence or professional expertise. So obviously, if you're going to work with a financial planner, you want to have someone that is an expert in, in broad financial planning goals whether that's the investments, whether that's how do you create income from your investments or from your other income sources, whether it's tax planning to see how can you reduce taxes today and in the future, whether it's estate planning or even some type of specialized expertise. Maybe that's in stock compensation. Maybe that's in retirement planning. Maybe that's in business transition planning. But number one, you want to make sure that if you're going to work with an advisor, that advisor has competence and more than just competence, but a strong professional expertise so that they can absolutely add value to what you're doing. Because there's some basic things everyone knows, and it's very easy to Google to find that information online. But one of the hardest parts about financial planning is understanding that there are areas where I just don't know what I don't know. And can someone shed light on those areas? Can someone reveal to me my blind spots so that as I'm doing my financial planning, I know that there's not anything I'm not missing? Now, what are some good personality traits of someone that's going to not just have competence, not just have professional expertise, but continuously be developing that? Because there is so much that changes with tax legislation, with market environments, with financial planning strategies, with just everything that is going on in our world. 
above and beyond just saying, does this person have the professional expertise, which maybe means they have a certified financial planner designation, or they have some advanced designation like that. But the personality traits that to me matter most are, is this person intellectually curious? Do they continue to search for the most robust solution for clients? Because great advisors, they are on a continual path of professional improvement. There is no one that ever just arrives. There's no one that can just stop where they are and say, there's nothing else that I have to learn. Everyone can continue to learn. So the absolute best advisors are lifelong learners. They're open to new ideas and they're committing to really honing their technical knowledge and skills so that they can deliver the most effective and the best strategies and solutions for their clients. Now, on top of just being intellectually curious, in my opinion, the best advisors when it comes to professional expertise are also passionate. And it's because they have an unwavering desire to do well for others. And that passion is really what drives intellectual curiosity. They have a strong sense of conviction that they're going to do right by their clients. And what that does is just compels great advisors to continue developing their craft so they continue to enhance the value that their clients receive. So this is really the first value of an advisor is does this advisor have professional expertise and competence above and beyond what I as an individual can do with my financial situation? If so, well, then there's probably some great value that could be added by an advisor looking at your situation from the standpoint of having that expertise needed to deliver great solutions for you. The next benefit that I see of working with a great financial planner is convenience. So time savings in many cases, because here's the thing, it's, it's easy enough to use Google to answer basic financial questions. It's easy to say, Google, what's the limit of how much I should put in my Roth IRA or how much I can put in my Roth IRA? Or you can go to Google to consult, how much does social security increase each year I wait? Or you can ask Google, what tax bracket am I in based upon my income and my deductions? All of those things are Googleable. You, you can find all those answers on the internet. And if that's all you're looking for, you don't need an advisor to tell you that. You don't need to pay an advisor to give you that information. Here's what Google can't do though. Google can't take those three questions of what's the limit of what you can put in your Roth IRA? How much does social security increase each year? What are the tax brackets that you're in today versus in the future? Google can't combine those to tell you the nuances of how each of those individual questions, which on its own is very simple, impacts the, the rest of your financial plan. So Google's not going to tell you that based upon your projected portfolio income, how does your tax bracket today compare to where it will be in future years based upon that portfolio income and projected tax thresholds? And how do Roth IRA contributions or conversions now either help or hurt that? And how do Roth contributions or Roth conversion strategies impact how much of that social security benefit will or won't be taxed? And in turn, how does that take you right back to the beginning to know how much after-tax portfolio income can you count on? So there are simple questions that Google's very good for. Google's better than any advisor because Google has the encyclopedia of all the world's knowledge at your fingertips. You can answer a basic question very quickly. What it isn't going to be able to do, though, is take the nuance of that and understand which of these questions should you be giving weight to versus which of these questions is maybe irrelevant for you. And how does each of these questions impact other aspects of your life? Because you'll start to see that one seemingly insignificant decision impacts another aspect of your financial plan, which then impacts another and then impacts another. And you have this domino effect and you need to make sure these dominoes are all coordinated to say, as you are addressing one aspect of what you're doing, are you also doing a thorough review to see how that impact other aspects of your financial plan? Now, could you do it? Maybe. 
there are certainly some people that do do this and they really enjoy diving into the weeds and the details and staying on top of this type of stuff. But if you're looking at that and saying, you know, that's not really where I enjoy spending my time. That's not the greatest use of my time. That's not something that I get a ton of enjoyment and purpose out of. I'd rather be doing other things. Well, that's the convenience aspect of what an advisor can do. As you have different strategies presenting themselves or as you have different questions coming up, a good advisor should be able to not just give you information, but be able to distill that information and give you wisdom of understanding how should you apply that to your specific situation. So Google's going to have information, but advisors will understand or good advisors will understand the nuance of that information and have the wisdom to know when it should or shouldn't be applied. So on top of just that, convenience can also apply to just personalized service, making sure that things are done for you, making sure that as you lay out a financial plan, things in the background are just happening. They don't happen because you're on top of it and you're having to do it. They are happening because you have an advisor is implementing your strategies for you. Another thing that a good financial planner will do is they will coordinate with your trusted professionals. For example, tax planning is a huge piece of what I do for clients, but I don't just do tax planning and then tell them to take the findings to their CPA to file the return. I'll reach out to the CPA. I will coordinate with the CPA. Or if there's estate planning work that needs to be done, I will reach out to the estate planner. So it's how do we make sure that the professionals, all the professionals in clients' lives are coordinated and on the same page so that one strategy on the financial planning side isn't impacting the tax strategy or isn't impacting the estate planning strategy in a negative way. But having someone to coordinate between all the professionals in a client's life to ensure that everything is being done and is being looked at from many different angles. The third area where a good financial planner can add a lot of value is in coaching. Now, coaching is simply the acknowledgement that information alone is not enough to drive better outcomes. If that was the case, with all the information we have on Google about dieting and exercise and healthy living, there would be no problem with obesity. There'd be no problem with people living healthy lives. The information is there. Well, what we see is it's not about having the right information. Yes, having the right information is important, but it's not enough on its own. What coaching does is coaching is working with someone to help them adhere to the principles and the behaviors that they know will lead to better outcomes, but are sometimes hard to do on your own, whether it's around savings or spending or setting goals and adhering to those goals. What a good advisor will do is a good advisor will serve as a coach. Another reason for this is more than we could ever know, emotions and biases and stress and just the pushes and pulls of everyday living have a profound impact in the way that we treat money, as does the way we grew up. We all have stories about money. We all have these embedded biases about money that either consciously or subconsciously have developed over the course of our lifetime. What a good advisor does is a good advisor gets to know his or her client, understands where they're coming from, understands exactly who they are at their core, then helps to provide good feedback based upon that. And sometimes we approach finance as if there's a right or wrong answer. As if someone has a question, it can be Googled and the answer is either yes or no, but there's not always a right or wrong answer. Instead, a good advisor will really get to know his or her clients, understand their goals, their hopes, their dreams, their fears, their history with money, and then a good advisor will ensure that they're moving in the right direction. How? Well, not just by knowing the right information, but by understanding human nature, by understanding his or her client's specific nature, And by the way, our nature isn't always to do the best thing at the best time. In fact, it's the complete opposite. 
our nature, despite knowing what's best, is sometimes to do what's easiest or to do what we know or to fall back upon bad habits that we've developed over a lifetime, even though those habits need to be corrected. So a good advisor is going to understand human behavior and motivation. And I'll sometimes say that real financial planning begins where the textbook answer ends. So financial planning cannot just be summed up in a textbook. And you can read the right answer. You can know what the right thing to do is. But understanding how to apply that information and more importantly, understanding human nature and the way in which that information does need to be applied or can be best applied is where a good financial planner can have a lot of value. Picasso is attributed with having said, learn the rules like a pro so you can break them like an artist. And this is so applicable to what I see good financial planners doing. A good financial planner is going to understand the textbook answer. A good financial planner is going to be an expert in investing, in retirement planning, in insurance, in estate planning, in everything that someone needs to be doing. And an advisor knows the rules inside and out, but can help to break them, understanding what's the most effective way to apply this information to a given scenario. I know when to push back. I know how to prioritize when different goals are in opposition to each other. I know when to let things go that on paper seem like negatives, but in the big picture and the grand scheme of things really aren't that impactful and we shouldn't have devote too much energy to it. So understanding a client, understanding their goals, understanding what they need to be doing, and then being able to craft a plan and craft an implementation strategy towards that is crucial. Now, some character traits that a good advisor will exhibit to be able to do this is number one, honesty. A good advisor is going to set realistic expectations about what actions can be controlled and what probable outcomes are, but also understanding there's a lot in financial planning and investing that is just outside of our control. And so while the best advice isn't always easy to hear, great advisors are going to communicate the essential truths about money and investing so that their clients have realistic expectations about their wealth. The second characteristic trait that a good advisor coach is going to have is just discipline. They're not going to let the market swings or the media messages or just different things outside of our control drive them or their clients to make impulsive decisions. Good, effective advisors know the importance of preparing clients to navigate changing markets and just changing circumstances so that they can apply discipline at crucial times, which can lead to a more enjoyable and promising financial outcome. We saw this just last year. On March 23rd, there were a number of phone calls I had with clients and prospective clients that were trying to convince me that they should go to cash. Well, in retrospect, March 23rd happened to be the exact bottom of the market when COVID outbroke and there was a shutdowns and unemployment was rising and everything was going wrong. The S&P 500 lost about a third of its value in five weeks. And on March 23rd, I was having phone calls, many of them proactive, reaching out to clients saying, look, We didn't know that this was going to happen. No one knew that this thing was going to come out of nowhere and impact markets, but we must stay disciplined. And as much pushback as I got, no clients made any changes. No clients sold out or went to cash or got more conservative in the midst of that. Well, what's that worth? Well, in their mind, they knew that they shouldn't have sold. They knew that they shouldn't get out of cash or make any changes, but that didn't stop the emotional side of things, the primal side of things, the instinctual side of things coming out and saying, let's just cut our losses. Let's stop the bleeding. And we didn't. Now, what's that worth? For these specific individuals, their portfolios are up 75% or more since that moment. So you tell me how much that's worth to quantify the savings or the extra value added by coaching people to make the right decision. Now, I'll contrast that 
with a couple of prospective clients I was talking to at that time. And this wasn't just one. This was a couple. And they were both too conservative. They had gotten out of the market years before because they had concerns about what was happening at that time. Now, what happened is the market kept going and they were in cash. And so they said, you know what? We don't want to jump right back in. We want to wait till the market pulls back. We were working together or we are doing some initial conversations together, not, not yet working together in January and February of 2020. Lo and behold, what happened? A gift from heaven came to them. The market pulled back 35%, perfectly situated for them to make their re-entry, to do what they know they needed to do. Well, what happened? Nothing. Unfortunately, even though they knew the right information, logically, they understood that this was probably a good place to get back in. The emotion took back over. The fear took back over. They stopped all communication. And when I did hear back from them, they had not gotten into the market. And so it just struck me again. It was a great reminder that the best advisor doesn't just have the right information. The best advisor understands that we're not going to do the right thing at the right time like we want to and helps to coach people and it helps to push people in the right direction for their own benefit. So to summarize, a great advisor is going to act as a coach because it is almost impossible to be objective about our own money. So a good advisor is going to give objective feedback, is going to provide a trusted second opinion, help through life's ups and downs and transitions to ensure that we're constantly making the right decisions as we go. And finally, the fourth area that a good financial planner can add value is in core values alignment. So, so often financial planning or financial planners come at this from the standpoint that money is all that matters. The only goal is to save as much as you can, invest as much as you can, cut spending as much as you can. And if you do that, you're doing a good job with financial planning. To me, that completely misses the mark. At the end of the day, money's only purpose in our life is to serve as a tool to help us realize what's actually most important. Whether that's time with family or experiences or giving or whatever that might be, money simply serves as a tool to help us accomplish that. So if an advisor isn't starting by understanding what are your core values, sometimes helping you to identify those core values, because for many of us, it's not an exercise we've ever gone through before. We've been so focused on saving and investing and maxing our 401k and preparing for retirement and doing the right thing, but we get there and we realize that we have enough financially to do everything, but we've ever, never actually taken the time to understand what are the core values that I want to be reflected in my investments, either based upon how I'm investing or how I'm generating income to spend in retirement or other points throughout my life, or in terms of how I'm structuring my portfolio to take care of future generations or, or charities or causes that I'm passionate about. So to ignore any client's core values and what's most important to them and their goals is to really miss the most important aspect of financial planning. For an advisor just to focus on the portfolio and build a great IRA out of the best mutual funds or ETFs or stocks, that is great, but that completely misses the point if it's not done within the confines of understanding what the bigger picture is and what we're ultimately trying to create. So what a good advisor is going to do is they're going to take a holistic view of everything. They're going to start by understanding who you are, what's important to you, what needs to be done, and then help you to align your finances in a way that will help to accomplish that. A couple of characteristic traits that you can tell a good advisor is going to exhibit in order to be able to, to do this for you is number one, they need to be empathetic. They know that they cannot effectively serve clients without genuinely relating to them. No two clients are the same. Yes, they may have similar portfolios, but the end objective of those portfolios is going to be drastically different for every client. So to serve well, an advisor must assume the client's perspective and an empathetic advisor is going to put themselves in their client's shoes and work to understand what matters to them, 
what their hopes are, what their fears are, what their concerns are, so they can help to alleviate that and help to deliver the most effective solution. But it starts with empathy. And then number two, the second characteristic trait that helps to you to understand, is this advisor really understanding my core values, is the advisor should be quiet. The advisor should absolutely listen more than they talk. You're not going to an advisor so they can recommend a portfolio to you. You're going to an advisor first so they can understand you and your goals and everything that you want to do and then deliver solutions based upon that feedback. So an advisor that can exhibit active listening will help to encourage a client to reveal their deepest thoughts and concerns and fears and aspirations, which at the end of the day is what will allow an advisor to use his or her expertise, is what will allow an advisor to become the best possible coach. It's what will allow an advisor to deliver the convenience of a done-for-you strategy that the client doesn't actually have to be implementing on their own day by day. So those are the four C's. It starts with competence, there's convenience, there's coaching, and there's core values alignment. And a good advisor is going to take all these things. A good advisor is going to collaborate with their clients on the high-level decisions, on the things that are most important, on values, on goals, on personal objectives, on the things that are most important. And then a good advisor is going to work for that client and effectively implement the strategy so that the client can feel as if they can delegate things to the advisor so the client can be freed up to do whatever they care about most. Those are the things that are most important. You don't work with an advisor because the advisor is a fiduciary, because the advisor is a CFP, or because the advisor works with people like you. You work with an advisor because they exhibit these traits. And if you look at these traits as something that would add value to your life, well, then that's the point at which it probably makes sense to work with an advisor. So as I mentioned at the beginning, this is exactly what I do. I help people plan for their retirement by looking at everything from income planning to investments, tax strategy, social security, Medicare, legacy goals, and so much more. So if you are listening to this today and saying, you know what, I see how it could be helpful to work with a financial advisor, then feel free to reach out. Maybe you've done this yourself your whole life and you realize now there's too much on the line to continue doing so. Or maybe you've worked with advisors before, but you feel as if you're not getting the service that encompasses everything that I'm speaking about on this episode. So this is the service that I offered my clients. I work with people who are preparing to retire and they want to ensure they're making the most of everything they've worked so hard for. If that's interesting to you or something that would be helpful, here's how you can do that. Number one, schedule a call. It will be with me, not someone else from my office. Number two, we'll go over your unique situation and go over our services. And number three, if we both agree it makes sense, then we'll walk through a custom plan to help ensure you're making the most of your finances so you can have the peace of mind of knowing you're doing everything you can. So there's no cost for this. And at a minimum, I'd love to get a chance to connect with you and tell you thank you for listening to the show. You can find a link to my calendar on the readyforretirement.co webpage. You can either go to the show notes for today's episode. This is episode number 71. Or there's also a tab called work with me on the readyforretirement webpage, which is readyforretirement.co. That's readyforretirement.co. And there'll be a link directly to my calendar where you can book a call to speak with me and walk through this. Lastly, I will also put a link in the iTunes or the Spotify or Google podcast in the show notes for this episode. So take a look there. The formatting might be off based upon how they structure URLs, but check there as well for a link to my calendar. So that's all I have for today. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ready for Retirement podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know by leaving a five-star review. And as always, for a list of the notes and the resources mentioned in today's episode, you can find those at the Ready for Retirement website, which is readyforretirement.co. That's readyforretirement.co. 
And if you have a question that you would like for me to answer on a future episode, then you can also go to the Ready for Retirement website, readyforretirement.co. There's a page called Submit Your Question where you can submit a question for me to answer on a future episode. Thanks as always for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, it's me again for the disclaimer. Please be smart about this. Before doing anything, please be sure to consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It is for informational purposes only.